I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget spinner. some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Not your best, but I mean, there's only so many, so many royalty-free music out there. So much royalty-free music. I know this wasn't my best one, uh, mainly because I totally forgot to grab royalty-free music, so I just grabbed the first one that I I saw and. You didn't, didn't even listen to that. Didn't even listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would have been something else. He just played one. Would have just said, "Hey, let's." Run, he said, Casey, run that track. And he ran that track. He ran the track. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, go, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, final final box lunch of the week. It's Friday, April 15th. I'm Marie Mouse. This it's is also presented. The, also by, the 14th. Oh, it's the 14th. Tomorrow's the 15th. Sorry. It's Tomorrow's right. my dad's birthday. So I keep getting that my dad's birthday is this weekend. And I got to hang out with him tonight because I can't hang out with him tomorrow because mm. of the Miami game. So I keep saying that it is the 15th. So apologize for that. This is presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Casey McAllister, Paul Frischner, guys, how you doing? We're doing great, Reed. How you doing? I'm doing well. You excited for the the Muskies? Got a big game against the Huskies. We we have some good uh, good round ball. Well, I, we don't call it round ball. What do they call it? Good hard ball. They're both round. Good, so. good hard ball in the in the tri-state area this weekend. Hard ball is actually what you can't say because they play softball. Softball. So hard yeah. ball is what you can't say. That's I the one, one you couldn't do. I looked up uh, Oklahoma softball. Obviously, they're number one team in the country. Obviously, they're back-to-back national champions. They have made the College World Series of softball 11 of the last 12 years. So this is just an absolute powerhouse coming into town. They're probably staying right here in Hamilton, Ohio, the Courtyard Marriott, right down the town, right down, uh, right down the street. So hopefully, those games get in because of you know there's inclement weather coming. We'll in get Sunday. them in tomorrow. We're going to play tomorrow, but Miami plays Oklahoma on Sunday morning, so hopefully they get that game in. We're really excited to, to call that game. So if you guys want to watch some good softball, be sure to tune in tomorrow. That's going on from 11 a.m. The final game is scheduled, Louisville versus Oklahoma at 5 p.m., so be sure to check in for that. So let's go and just go ahead and start talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Got a big win last night, Nick Lodolo. Uh, got a win. He went five innings strong, uh, two earned runs, six strikeouts, and I – had a big segment last time that Nick Lodolo pitched just talking about how how much of a believer I am in Nick Lodolo as a, once again, not a Reds fan. And you just watch him pitch, and it's hard to watch him 
and think that he's anything other than a budding star and uh, he's an all-star talent. And I think Tom said it best on the show earlier when he said, it is a true testament to a pitcher when you don't have your best stuff, right? When you go out and you're warming up in the bullpen, you're, you're throwing those first couple warm-up pitches out on the mound and the stuff's just not there and you really got to work hard to get outs. And that's what Nick Lodolo did last night. And the Reds, as a complete team, won the game. And you got to start wondering, how many pitchers in Major League Baseball through this first two weeks of the season are pitching better than Nick Lodolo? Now, there's a couple arms in the NL Central that are probably right there. I mean, uh, Freddie Peralta from the Brewers has been outstanding. Marcus Stroman from the Cubs has been good. But Nick Lodolo has been just as good as them, if not even better. The strikeout numbers are staggering from Nick Lodolo for the first three starts um, of the season. He's just been absolutely incredible and uh, did you guys get to watch the game at all last night to see nick lodolo pitch at all uh no i i turned it on right after he got taken out hmm. yeah i only got to watch the final inning because i realized that they were winning and they were about to win so it's all you need yeah it's all you need baseball is actually great because you don't have to lock in for the entire game you don't feel like you miss something if you if you don't see every single pitch, every single inning. You can just be like, oh, yeah, Cubs are playing. Oh, yeah, the Reds are playing. Let's turn it in. And no, I will not admit that I'm a Reds fan because I'm not a Reds fan. My dad's a diehard Reds fan, and my brothers are diehard Reds fans. My friends are diehard Reds fans, but I am not a Reds fan. One day I do hope that the Reds are good enough to compete for a pennant, and I hope that it is at the exact same time that the Cubs are competing for a pennant so that we get a playoff series between those two. That is as good of a baseball or good of a sports experience that I think I can imagine, where the Reds and the Cubs are battling out in the NLCS for seven games. If that ever came out to be, it'd be tough because obviously only one team can win the division. One team would have to be a wildcard team, and you'd have to shake some things around. But if that ever happened where they're playing in the NLCS, there'd be nothing better than that. Um, one thing, I, I hope Kirby is watching, but I noticed that Connor Overton – and this is where the, the rotation shift. We're going to work really quickly through these Reds topics because I think we have some better discussion things later on. We are doing the chat power rankings later. But Connor Overton got the, the jump up in the rotation. And I don't know if we've talked about this before on off the bench. But he got the jump up in front of Graham Ashcraft. So instead of going Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo, Graham Ashcraft, they are now going Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo, then Connor Overton, then Graham Ashcraft. And I, you have to think that the reason for that is that every single series now, you're going to face two of the big three. Beforehand, that wouldn't always be the case. Every three-game series, you might you know, you might get a series where you're seeing all three of them, but then the next series, you're only going to see Hunter Green. And now, because of the move around, every single series, you're going to see two of the three pitchers go out against the team, which gives the Reds just an even better chance to take every single series, right? You're limping one game. Maybe you can sneak out that game today being the Connor Overton game. But you're always going to see two arms. And I know this is a four-game series against the Phillies. But just an interesting decision by David Bell that I think is really going to pay off. So that's all the red stuff I have to, to have. I'm going to look, look at the chat. Any native fans just invade GABP. Can't wait for September. There's nothing better than being around a bunch of Cubs fans. But I was making the J-Bar. And when I was making the J-Bar this morning, I saw in the chat some things that you guys were talking about, and you guys were talking about sports movies. I saw you guys talking up. Casey, you have seen The Sandlot. Yes, I have. Yeah. Casey, Paul, I'm going to throw this question to you guys. Yeah. What is your guys' favorite sports movie? Um, 
I really enjoy Moneyball. I think Moneyball is a good movie. Favorite movie, though, overall? Favorite sports movie? It's not a ba- The Rookie was what got me into baseball, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Love The Rookie. That's a good one. I've seen that movie probably 100 times. But m- I think my favorite sports movie is Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titans and uh, Facing the Giants? Remember the Little Giants? Little Giants? No, not Little Giants. It's it's uh, a football movie. Yeah, R- Little Giants is a football movie. I grew up right down the road from where Remember the Titans from T.C. Williams High School. Facing the Giants. I have never seen this movie. It's it's got that like I don't know if y'all seen the it, clip of the it guy. It looks it looks. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just looking at it. It looks terrible. Well, it's <laughs> poor production, but what, what movie? Facing the Giants. Facing the Giants. It's got a all-time classic moment where this coach is screaming at this kid to keep pushing, keep pushing, and he's bear crawling from one end to the one end of the field to the other end, and um, it was always played Ye- for our high school team. Oh. It's, it's also like a very Christian-based movie. But, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good. Uh, I love that one. Just from that scene alone you know what i love about the movie that remember the titans and it's a it's a great it's a great movie and i i have a list of movies or sports i guess and what sports make the best movies and admittedly i think football inherits itself to not making the best movies i can make the case for about six other sports that make better movies than football but remember the titans is a great movie because there is a town and i saw a comedian talking about this one time the plot of this movie is that this town is so inherently racist. These two just two schools merged together, so racist, hate each other, and it all gets solved in one high school football season. Just <laughs> all everything that all the problems that this town had just solved in 90 minutes over the course of a movie making it its way, making winning a state championship. And maybe that's the Maybe that's how we solve everything in this world. Just if the United States, with all of its problems, just got to face another country in American football, North American football, maybe America would just just solve it all right then and there. Take the Remember the Titans route. But my favorite baseball movie is Bull Durham. You guys Bull Durham fans? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's good. I've only seen it one, one time, so I don't want to sit here and quote the whole thing. But uh, it's good. You, men- you mentioned Moneyball. Yeah. Have I ever told you my problems with Moneyball? So in Moneyball, they make the athletics seem like they are a terrible team. Yeah. They make it seem like they're just dog water, right? They're, this team can't win at all. Subtracting the fact that they won 100 games the year before, subtracting the fact they made the postseason two previous seasons, the athletics in 2002, the season where Moneyball takes place, not only had the Cy Young winner on the team, Barry Zito, they also have the most valuable player on the team and Miguel Tejada. And those two names are never brought up one time in the entire Moneyball movie. The entire movie, they never talk about their starting shortstop that has hit 140 RBIs. They never talk about their left-hander that won 20-plus games and I think led the, seat, led the league in strikeouts. Big old curveball, Barry Zito. That's my only problem with Moneyball is they just completely ignore the fact that this team was a very good team. And I get that they filled the pieces. I get the point of the movie was that they subverted from 
typical baseball logic, typical baseball team building, and did something new. That's the whole point of the movie. But it just seems like a complete misfire to not mention the fact that you had the best pitcher in the league and the best player in the league in Miguel Tejada and Barry Zito in 2002. But they also had Mark Mulder. Their their team was absolutely stacked. So that's my only problem with Moneyball. But I do find myself completely watching all those clips once over and over again. I do take a lot of these movies with a grain of salt, like Rudy. Yeah, I, take, I love I love Rudy. Got to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think of some of the other ones off the top of my head. We didn't. We haven't really mentioned like Benchwarmers or oh, like some of the comedies that yes. were like like Major League. Major League. Ma- Major League's or... a great one. I like Ma- you ready for a hot take? Major League 2 is better than Major League 1. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is because the premise of Major League 1 is that they're losers trying to learn how to win, right? And Major League 2 is having to deal with success, which I think in terms of plot is a much much more cherishing plot device, right? Trying to learn how to deal with success as opposed to trying to succeed. So I think Major League Two is, is better than Major League One, but so baseball clearly I think makes the best base, makes the best sports movies. Um, Bull Durham for the love of the game, basically anything with Kevin Costner you can throw Field of Dreams in there as well. The Natural's great. If you want kids um, sports movies, obviously The Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, all these movies. Baseball clearly makes makes the best because of just how romantic you can get about baseball, just the storylines that go around in baseball. I would argue that the second best sport for movies is boxing. Yeah. Mm. Cinderella Man, Million Dollar Baby, of course the Rocky franchise, the Creed franchise, which is going on right now. I didn't I I liked Creed one, but I didn't I didn't latch on to the Creed movies like I was really hoping that I would. I was very excited about those movies, and I I didn't really, it didn't grasp me. I don't know. Maybe it did to you guys. Yeah, have you seen Southpaw? No, I haven't. It's good. Boxing yeah. makes great movies too because it once again I think it's the storylines that happen outside of the sport that that kind of build it better what, than other sports. What's the one with Mark Wahlberg? The Fida. Talking about the Fida. With, I I don't with, know the title, but. With uh, Christian Bale and, and Mark yes. Wahlberg? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Is that the, far, is that yeah. the fighter? Yeah, the fighter. Okay. You know, I, can, I didn't remember the he's name He's from of Boston, it. so you got yeah, yeah, to yeah. drop that off. I got it. got to drop that off. South yeah, that's Boston. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, after that, I would say it goes baseball, boxing, and then basketball. I think basketball yep. makes great movies. Yep. Um, Hoosiers is a great one. You guys like Blue Chips? You guys ever seen Blue Chips? Haven't seen Blue Chips. What about Glory Road? Glory Road's a good one. Good movie. I think basketball makes fantastic movies. So this is where you think maybe football. It's got Remember the Titans, Any Given Sunday, some of the kids' movies, Friday Night Lights. Golf, I think, makes better movies than football. You've got The Legend of Bagger Vance, Ten Cup, Greatest Game Ever Played, uh, Bobby Jones, Stroke of Genius. These are all fantastic movies. If you haven't seen the golf movies, they're great. Caddyshack, of course, is a classic, not only in sports movies, but also in comedies. Um and still ahead of football, I would have horse racing. I think horse racing oh, makes better movies than football movies. You're talking Secretariat, Seabiscuit, amongst, amongst them. Secretariat was so good. Yeah. Such a good movie. You know Such what, a good movie. You know what 
really the problem is with football movies is that anytime that there is any action regarding football, it just looks so corny and cheesy. Like it's just terrible. Like it's not even like you know it's fake. Well, so in that's, other sport movies, you don't necessarily know that. It well, that's not better. the case. It's it depends on what sport you grew up watching. So I grew up around baseball. Anytime I watch a baseball movie, more often than not, it looks pretty corny and cheesy because it doesn't look like they're actually playing baseball. That's why I actually like Kevin Costner in movies because Kevin Costner actually looks like an athlete when he does baseball movies, you know, in Bull Durham and in For the Love of the Game. You, you grew up around basketball. Most basketball movies look pretty cheesy, look pretty corny. I think that is the case amongst all sports. So I watch a hockey movie and it looks fine to me, right? It looks like they're just playing hockey. Like I can't tell that that looks bad. When they're boxing, it looks like they're just boxing to me, right? To someone who grew up in a, in a boxing gym, they probably look terrible. But I get what you're saying because you grew up around football. So when you watch a football movie, it looks bad. It looks corny because you watch so much football. You've been around football. It does do that. I think the same thing about baseball movies, basketball movies, all these sports is just because they're actors, right? They're not athletes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, shoot. There was a movie we were just – I was just thinking of. Um, I can't remember what it was. Horse racing movie? Uh, I don't think it was horse racing. I, I want to say it was basketball. I can't remember. Hmm. Can't, can't remember. Um, mm, it'll come to me. They're, they're throwing in some hockey movies. Miracle, Slapshot. Miracle's good. I didn't even think about Miracle. Miracle's Miracle? a really good movie. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. Blindside, football movie. Yeah. The, the one thing when you were talking about uh, Moneyball, the thing that I always – kind of remember about um the blind side is that michael orr did that interview right after it came out and he said you know for the most part it was fairly accurate but the one thing that he was annoyed about it made him seem dumb right yeah he said i always knew how to play football oh. if there was the one thing i always knew how to do like i didn't have much in my life but i always knew how to play football and the move the, it portrayed him as somebody that completely started for, from scratch so again you just have to take it all there there's got to be some liberties taken they're with telling all a story this. right they're telling a fun story yeah they're, they're telling a story and if you tell if you tell life true stories then you, you got to yeah. embellish them a little bit casey i was just going to say are the best sports movies ones that are real or ones that are fake hmm the ones that are based off of a true story. Because in my opinion, the ones that are based off of a true story are the best ones. The ones that seem – or the ones that are not based off of a true story don't always seem to do as well. They don't give it as much – I agree. Yeah, like Rudy – Rudy's a great movie. Um, the Blind Side's a great movie. Like all these true story things. Those are great. Miracle, like we just mentioned. Hoosiers, all these stories that are based in, in reality, and then they embellish them a little bit. They're all great stories. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Although my favorite sports movie is Bull Durham, and that's based off of nothing. It's just it's just a love story. Baseball. Yeah. We had to watch Bull Durham every single bus ride in college. Our our coach loved Bull Durham. And, like, the first few times you watch it, and this is still my favorite movie, so it didn't wear on me too thin, but the first few times you watch it, you're like, ah, oh, yes, Bull Durham. Then you're like, man – can we pop anything else in? Can, can, can we watch literally any other movie? Come on, coach. Than, than Bull Durham today on this two and a half hour trip to North Manchester, Indiana. All right, Casey, you're going to Great American Ballpark. If you guys didn't know, Great American Ballpark is celebrating its 20th season um, this season. So it opened in uh, 2003. So it's, would that make it its 21st season? 21st. Or? Yeah, probably. They're, 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 
celebrating 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. So it'd be their 21st year, whatever. It opened in 2003. It's now 2023. 2023 divided by, or minus 2003. It's 20 years. So we'll say 20 year anniversary. Um, you don't go to Great American Ballpark a whole lot. And I'd be interested to see the chat. Do you guys have any hacks? You know, that was the trendy word on the internet back in 2012. Like, life hacks. This is what you can do. Do you guys have any hacks when you go to Great American Ballpark? Something you do that maybe not a lot of people know. Maybe a way to save a, a buck or two. Maybe a way to get a better seat. Maybe just uh, an unsung hero in terms of concession stand food that you got to try every single time you go there. For me, one uh, GABP hack is if you guys haven't been, right to the right of the entranceway is a thing called the Garden Bar. If you don't know what the Garden Bar is, they sell $5, 24-ounce beers before first pitch inside the stadium. So there's normally a big line if you wait till like right before first pitch, but if you get there, you know, 30, 40 minutes before the game starts, they sell, you know, essentially less than half price beer. It's $5 beer before the game. So whenever me and my dad or my, my brothers go or me and my wife go, we we go to the garden bar, $5 beer. Another thing that you can go to is uh, food that I think is the best deal at Great American Ballpark is the Penn Station sandwich. The Philly cheese steak and fries combo I, in years past was like eleven seventy five, which is almost on par with what it costs if you go to Penn Station. Now, it's a six-inch, it's a half sandwich, and you get fries, but it's like eleven seventy-five. I think that is by far the best deal when you go to Great American Ballpark in terms of food. Paul, you've been to Great American Ballpark quite a bit. Many times. Where is uh, yeah, I, I, you got I've, hacks? I've talked a lot about the, the cheap seats. Just buy as cheap a seat as you can, and then you just go down, you move down, and you just sit wherever. I've only ever in one time been questioned on my ticket. And, I mean, I sit right behind the dugout. It's fine, especially for these non-crowded games. Um, I usually – I'll park down by, like, Sawyer Point for 5 bucks, and then just walk. It's not that far of a walk. It's right there. You're just walking past Heritage Bank, and then you're right there. And it's $5 parking, $10 parking the closer you get. But it's still not that expensive. I'm used to $40 parking mm -hmm. in D.C., so it's all – it's all scaled and, and, and inexpensive to me, but somebody points out in the chat, you can park for free in Covington and then just walk across the bridge. Yeah, I do that. I've done that. I've done that a handful of times. Not all the time, but I've, I've done, a, done that a handful of times. Um, I'm trying to think. Beer-wise, you stole what I was going to say about the $5 beer, although sometimes the line for that gets so long. If You, you can also – they have the Budweiser – truck right outside right outside the stadium that you can take in which is the same deal it's five dollars yeah five dollars which one of those two are gonna have a good line but yeah those are those what are was what did i ever Everett henry says in a low-key flex what did i what did i say oh in dc forty dollar parking that's not a flex that's, that's i think awful. they were like i think the flex was uh i've only one time been questioned on my seat oh I mean, if you're getting questioned on your seat, you're doing something wrong. You just walk by, you just kind of wave to the usher so that they, they know who you are. Then you, you carry something down with you so that your hands are full so you can't get a ticket out. Oh, yeah. You, you look like a guy who doesn't break rules, though. You look, you look like an upstanding citizen. Upstanding citizen. So I could see the next question to you. Guys like me and Casey, we look like troublemakers. We mm. look like we're 
we're out to cause some problems. Yeah. Some this guy right here. Yes. This guy right here. <laughs> I mean, you can't trust him. <laughs> he looks like a troublemaker. You never know. Yeah. Uh, machine room is is good, although it's become a sports book now. Yeah. I don't know if that is still. I've heard rumors that that sports book is moving. Yeah, I don't you, know if it's you, staying or if it's moving or if the company that purchased that sports book is putting a second one in. But there is one going in where Gala Park used to be. Mm -hmm. I've heard rumors that that sports book up there is moving over there. But I, I don't. I've wondered about that sports book, which is a rival sports book, but uh, they still have that window at the back end of the machine yeah. room that looks over the field. And I wonder if you could watch the game from there. I do. I yeah, do, I don't know. I, I did wonder that. Um, yeah, there's also if if you don't. If you want a ticket and, you know, say the normal ticket's $15 to get in, uh, the Cincinnati Bell deck out there in left field is $20, and they load on $10 for concession stands on your ticket. So it's a $10, essentially a $10 ticket because you're going to spend $10 in concessions anyways. So that's, a, that's another hack that I have for you. If you do want to, you know, kind of ball out one time, I mentioned this before, the bow tie bar out there down the right field line, first baseline, is $75 for all-you-can-eat buffet before the game and six drink tickets. So if you want to have a nice little Friday evening, Bowtie Bar. Casey, what are you most excited about? Second game already this season. You are currently leading the Chatterbox stables in games attended. Man, never thought that would happen. Um, well, it hasn't happened yet. you got to like go in the yeah, stadium yeah, and watch yeah, a game. Because yeah, yeah. Trace has been to one and a half. He went to opening day and then went to that Wednesday game that obviously got canceled. Yeah, that's true. I still have yet to go to one. I was going to go to that Wednesday. No, I've been to one. Went to the that Monday game um, when they played the Reds or the Reds played the Cubs. Yeah, I'm still and at was, one on opening day. So you're gonna you're gonna be leading the standings here. What are you most excited about going down there? Um, I'm excited, I guess, and interested in the fireworks show because I was just you know started the the new year and they're they're doing that and then uh, Sky Rosa. Mm. I have yet to do that. Are you gonna do it? I've never done. It. I, I might. I might. It's good. Might. I'm not. I'm not even like messing with you. It is. If you like both those things, it's good. What do you do? Do you put the? You get a coney. You get a slice of pepperoni za or whatever kind of za you want, and then you just put the coney right in the middle. You fold it up and you make sure that you get okay. everything in one bite. Okay. I'll do it. I. Yeah. I'll I honestly, do it next time I go if I if I remember. I think that. They should sell Cincinnati chili pizza. They probably they have that has to be a thing, right? I mean, it makes they have, too much sense. They, right? That has to be a thing at some pizza place around here. Has just, to be a thing. Just normal pizza, tomato sauce and everything, but then they just drizzle the the Cincinnati chili and maybe throw some onions in there. I don't know, pepperoni for to represent the hot dog. Has to be a thing. Has uh, to be. Pizza chief. People are saying they do it at pizza. Pizza Chief? Pizza Chef? Pizza Chef! Pizza that chef? is a Hamilton thing. That oh. is over in Millville. Right, right there on Millville Ave? Pizza Chef? Am I right? Okay, so we're seeing a lot of people. Rapid Fire Pizza does it. Okay. Okay, so we'll have to get it. All right. I, uh, I, I've never had Pizza Chef, I don't think. The, the no. other oh, I know exactly where Pizza Chef is. It's on Millville right next to uh, that bar, and that, that that's actually where my dogs get groomed. Fun story about that. My dogs <laughs> getting groomed one time. I took, uh, I called him the day before this grooming place right there on Millville, right where Pizza Chef is here in Hamilton. Call my call and say, hey, can I get an appointment for my Great Pyrenees? Yada yada. They say, yeah, come in at 9 a.m. I show up at this place at 9:10 in the morning. 
And I walk in, there's nobody in there, and this lady walks in the back. She is topless. This, like, 65-year-old lady is not wearing a shirt. And she sees me and goes, oh, I'm sorry, and, like, hustles and puts on a shirt. She, it, she and, we just, and we just, no, no. I mean, we're, 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 we're talking topless. And I saw the whole thing. And the best part is, is we just didn't acknowledge it when she came and took my dog and, and started grooming it. And then... I got upcharged for how bad Rookie was while he was there. <laughs> they said, we should charge you like $200 for the way he acted. And I was like, well, I mean, like, you also flashed me when I get there. So I, maybe I just get a class action lawsuit against you for... It was a wild, wild event there at that place. I don't even know what it's called. I just know it's... They, they charge me something different every time I go there. They just holler back like, how much for the golden retriever? Uh, 65 bucks. All right, 65 bucks it is. So, yeah, that was my... My experience. Good for you, Reed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. This is something I really cherish. Last, uh, last hack before we move on to what the grand finale of what everybody is in here for. A financial hack at Great American Ballpark. You got one? I do. And Casey, so there's going to be some people walking around. They got neon shirts on. Okay. All right? Half <laughs> of your money goes to a good place. And then you get the other half of your money back. And a lot of times, you get a lot more money back. What's this? It's called the 50-50 raffle. What's You can you raffle? feel good about yourself because you're donating. Yeah. And then you get something in return too. Hopefully. Hopefully. Keep it in mind. All right. Chat power rankings. Let's go, Reed. All right. Chat power rankings. Um there has been a shakeup this is you know, we had our performance reviews yesterday. Me Casey and uh Paul did. And this is the performance review of the chat. So there's been a shakeup at the top, as I teased earlier, and I've got a good reason for why everyone is in here. So I'll, I'll go ahead and do this. Okay. Starting out at number five, we got USA veteran retired. I couldn't get his picture. I didn't want to go to his his actual channel. But you know what? USA veteran retire. You know why I like him. First off, he always salutes us, right? He always says, good morning. But he's always on cue with what is happening in the show. Sometimes the Tom show has what's going on in the show, and then there's what's going on in the chat. USA Veteran is always locked in on what Tom's talking about, what you guys are talking about. So that's why I like it. Keeps us on task, streamlined focus, USA Veteran Retired, who's not even in here right now, is number five. And he had a salute a veteran. I'm glad you brought that up because yesterday, while the entire debacle was going on with Casey's dictatorship in the chat. Yeah. Tom was performing maybe two of his better interviews in the last couple of weeks, and it was completely, completely thrown under the bus. I didn't hear one thing <laughs> from Jake Arthur from either one of them because Casey was being a tyrant, and I had to see that out. I'm still not eating lunch with you guys, so the wheel of lunch is just for you two at the end of this end yeah. of this show. Number four. Number four. Well, let's get the chat power rankings all right number four we've got aj worse whoa and aj worse we're not sure what you look like so i put what i just assume you looked like which is chaining tatum i assume you're a very handsome guy aj we are sorry for what happened yesterday casey is a tyrant there's no reason that you should have been kicked out of the chat he is on another level but you are a committed fan you're always in the chat and aj we salute you here at number four. All right. Number three. 
a mainstay here in these chat power rankings, Sir Boy Wonder. And Sir Boy, we saw too late that you, you asked us to go to the game yesterday. And obviously, Casey took up on that, that offer tonight. So you guys should have fun. But Sir Boy, no one breaks news in this business quite like you. You are the best. You always, you always break it after it's, you always say breaking after the news has been broken. We appreciate that. And we just appreciate you being around. You're always, bring your A game in the chat. So we salute you here at number three. And before we get to the final two, I gotta, I gotta check up on the chat. <sighs> Sir Bombs, man. Where would this, where would our Discord be without Sir, Bo Sir Bombs? Where would this chat be without Sir Boy? But at number two, we mentioned a shakeup. Moving down from two to one. Whoa, demoted. Leif Erickson. We're going to make him a moderator. We're going to give him control. He's just, he just doesn't show up every day. He leads the chat. He's a man of few words. He does have Viking blood. He is the compass in the chat. Always pointing north. But man, he's got, he's got to be here more often, right? Your best, of, your best ability is availability. And we just need him to be here every day. And I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think you guys will agree with who number one is. So, without further ado, number one in the chat power rankings, and I got to tell you before I launch this, the reason is because objectively this person is the funniest in the chat. They're constantly bringing their A game. And number one is Reed Mouse. I mean, how could it be anybody other than myself? I mean... I, I like what you guys bring every single day in the chat, but just no one does it like me. I mean, I, I get in there every day cracking the most jokes. I keep it in there. I keep it live, lively. I mean, it's got to be number one, Reed Mouse. And I mentioned Leif Erickson should be number one every week. I mean, how can it not be me every single week? <laughs> guys, thoughts on the, on the chat, on the, on the power rankings? Um... <laughs> Uh, it could, it could use some work. It could use some work. Um, you know, the, I, it's really crazy. Reed, you went from not ranked to number one. I mean, like it, that's, that's a crazy power shift in the, in the power poles here. But it's fair, right? I mean, like it, it'd be one thing if it, if I don't know, I was just doing that to, to spark controversy or anything like that, but I really do deserve to be number one. And I, I think that's objective. I don't think that's a subjective take. I think every single day in the chat, no one brings it like I do. So I've got to be number one. Just wild to me that Everett dropped off and Mousecop dropped off. Yeah. You, when you, they have been two of our – some would say that you're silencing them. Not silencing them. They are can still – Are you shadow banning Mousecop and Everett? No. I want them to be better. Now, Everett almost got on, to, got on Tom today about, you know, sicking him about has, have the Bengals gotten worse? I always appreciate whenever it gets on that chain, but it's got to be better. What about bacon? Bacon's I do like around bacon. Jordan. I do like bacon. <laughs> I mean, the... disrespect. <laughs> These poor fellas, I can't man. speak for Reed, but I hope we're better next week. Excalibur <laughs> Iron Force. It's another one. Excalibur <laughs> Iron Force hasn't been in here in a while. We need an honorable mention. We need an honorable mention. Uh, sheet next week when we do these these chat power rankings and and that would be mouse cop and, and everett i like bacon has been good jordan Earhart, our heart how do you pronounce your last name is it is it Earhart? 
Hoosier fan. That's why that's why we like Jordan around here. But yeah. Chat power rankings. I can't wait to do it next Friday. Next Friday. Already non-controversial in our second week. So that's what that's what's <laughs> no. really great about this. Absolutely. Can't wait for next week. All right. Any baseball bets? Baseball bets, the only two I got. Rays. You like you're gonna ride that train? Rays? I mean, hey, I've been saying it three days in a row. Why mm-hmm. not? Keep riding. I like the the Angels. They play the Red Sox. Um, they are minus one fifteen on the money line. They got Patrick Sandoval on the bump for the Angels. Um, I think they're going to win tonight. And I also want to take the over in the Marlins D-backs games. You got Trevor Rogers and Madison Bumgarner on the mound. The line set at nine. Two pitchers that you know can bring their A game, but I just think a lot of runs are going to be scored. So give me the over in that one. Okay. Wheel of lunch. What do we like here? Got to throw Sonic on there. Yep, Sonic's on there. What do we got? Sonic. Uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta sprint out of here for baseball. So put something up there that I put like five guys. Put like put something like, that you can't have. Put, put There's a bunch no five guys put, around here. Put a bunch of things up. Put there Mad Mikes. Mad Mikes. Well, I can't go to lunch with you, so this is literally for, for Casey. Casey. <laughs> this is Casey's Boy, wheel this of lunch. Is my wheel of lunch. This is your wheel of lunch. Oh man, this is the chat show. That's all box lunches. It's for it's for the chat, which is which is why we have the chat power rankings, which are without a doubt true. <laughs> Burger King. What else we got in here? Know, wheel of Casey's. <laughs> Y'all deserve tacos. Burger King. Everett Henry. This wheel is a sham. Mm. Wheel is a sham. Anything else, chat? What else we got? I'm putting up Penn Station. Penn yeah. Station. It's a good one. There you go. All right. Good enough. Run that. Oh, man. I don't want to go to Jocko's. Oof. Penn Station. Penn Station. Didn't want to go today anyways. The one day that Paul can't go. Paul, who we got on the bump for the Muskies? Good question. Don't know the Friday story. Great question. Double header in the big No, I want to go to Mad no. Mike's. Darn it. You know what? You know what honestly sounds good as Sam. Oh, sorry, Mouse Cop. No Sonic. No Sonic today. Eleven in a row, sir boy. Doing all right. Uh oh. Wendy's. Uh oh. Oh man. Oh man. This, this is, is a massive. This is a big L. This is. This is. You guys want to talk about repenting? Oh no. Jocko's. It's Burger King. Burger King is better than Jocko's. I love Hamilton, but man, Jocko's is a tough sell. It's Burger King. BK Lounge. Let's go to the BK Lounge. Guys, thank you for joining right. in. This has been uh, Box Lunch. We'll see you back on Monday. This is the chat show. It's presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Um, it's been a great week. Thanks, everybody. I hope, Casey, I hope you enjoy Great American Ballpark tonight. I hope the Reds lose by 36 runs. Um, and I'll see you guys on Monday for Paul and Casey. Thank you for watching. This has been Box Lunch.